You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. and welcome to The Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and we welcome all of you who are listening on WNDZ, 750 AM here in Chicago, and all who are watching our live stream on YouTube and Facebook at Catholic Chicago. In our hectic world, many people understandably have difficulty maintaining a positive outlook on life. And when you add the stress of a global pandemic, it can seem to many people to be overwhelming. For many years, Catholic Charities Behavioral Health Services Department has assisted youth, families, and individuals who are struggling with one or more mental health concerns. Our staff members hold advanced degrees in psychology and social work and counseling, and they are licensed in Illinois. And so when someone comes to Catholic Charities for assistance, they know they are going to get excellent assistance in a safe, trusted environment. Hector Rivera is Catholic Charities Senior Department Director of our Youth Counseling Department. He joins us today along with Michelle Lopez-Tinoco, who is a clinical manager in our Youth and Family Therapeutic Services Program. We are so fortunate to have them here to discuss how behavior health initiatives can lead to strong mental health. Welcome, Hector and Michelle. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Hector, may we start with you? What are the greatest concerns you're hearing right now from people coming to Catholic Charities for assistance? Um, Our youth counseling department consists of 10 programs. Um, I would say that the one concern and common reason that our services are sought out is assistance with uh, traumatic events that can be life-changing or can have a profound impact. Um, So this is usually sexual abuse, physical abuse, neglect, uh, and or violence in the home or in our neighborhoods. Uh, So some of our programs provide mostly counseling. Some provide both counseling and case management services, while some programs provide what can be considered case management services or care coordination services, like our SCAN program, which stands for Service Coordination and Navigation. Um, this program specifically serves youth from 14 to 24 in Austin, Montclair, and Belmont Cragen neighborhoods in Chicago who have a history of interaction with the justice system or have been directly involved or in, impacted by violence. So although this is not a counseling program, uh, participants report that they have experienced one or more traumatic events. So again, I think the the one main reason that that most of our services are sought out is is trauma. Um, and it this could be either oh, a single incident or or multiple trauma experiences, which we consider uh, is it's called complex trauma. 
And Laura Coover, right, Catholic Charities Vice President, was on the Voice of Charity uh, last spring, and it, uh, the SCAN program was just beginning. And it's really quite a, a beautiful model of not only trying to help early offenders, but also identify people who might be early offenders. Am I right? Correct. Exactly. And so can yes. you talk a little bit more about how you, uh, I don't want to say recruit, but how you invite uh, people to be participate in that program when they might be someone who could be susceptible uh, to uh, taking, you know, an unfortunate path as a teenager? So um, I give a lot of credit to our staff in the SCAN program. They're called Navigators. And they have been literally out on the streets. Um, they have been uh, going to different events and promoting, marketing the program. Um, so I think what what they're doing is just offering, like, we can help you with simple goals or long-term or short-term goals. Um, and that's a way for... Um, uh, for these individuals to feel like, okay, maybe this is a program that can help me out so I can make better choices. And so far, um, they've been um, able to, to recruit some participants for the program. And I know that uh, for your 10 different programs, uh, your structure is based on uh, evidence-based uh, materials and strength-focused uh, emphasis. Can you explain in a little bit greater detail what that means? Sure. So all all of our programs, they uh, do an assessment and the assessment looks at everyone's um, strengths. The idea behind strengths is that you are identifying. So our staff identifies an individual or a family's resources and their resiliency. Um, for example, their support network or their ability to express their feelings are strengths. Um, so we so we take those and we build upon them or we add other things that a client could do um, to to address their their um, the reasons why they're seeking out services and evidence based interventions are research based interventions that show that they're effective. So our our goal is to train staff on as many evidence-based interventions as possible um, so that uh, they can be as effective as possible with all of our, our clients. And when you help young people or families uh, with their mental health concerns, how do you quantify progress? Is that a very, very much an individualized thing or are there different parameters you know, that you and your staff use? So there, we do it two ways. One is we actually use an evidence-based tool called the DLA-20, which stands for the daily living activities. And there are 20 different categories, um, everything from relationships to uh, taking medication, um, emotional expression, hygiene. So the tool measures um, all these different 20 areas, and the tool is used throughout uh, treatment to see uh, if there's progress. And then the second way is the client's voice in the process. From the very beginning that they start services, they are involved in their assessment, they know what their assessment says, they tell us what they want, and throughout the process that they tell us, 
that certain interventions are not working, then it's our responsibility to tweak it, to come up with a different plan so that we can reach the client's goals. Well, just hearing you describe that, I just uh, uh, give you and your staff so much credit for um, the way you're handling, obviously, each uh, individual and each family situation uh, in, in such a s- uh, specialized way. Um, it clearly shows great empathy and a great skill on your part to help them from one stage to another in their recovery. Um, we're going to take a break here on The Voice of Charity, and when we uh, continue, we're going to continue our discussion about behavioral health services at Catholic Charities. Please stay tuned. Are you looking for quality, affordable childcare at this back to school time of year? Look no further than Catholic Charities Child Development Centers. We have two locations conveniently located in Berwyn and Summit offering before and after school care as well as full day childcare. Each center offers a safe, welcoming environment where children receive a nutritious breakfast, lunch, and snack while participating in a creative, age-appropriate curriculum that is challenging and fun. Preschoolers enjoy art, music, literature, and computer activities, while our school-age program includes homework help, art, sports, music, field trips, and more. Catholic Charity staff members are highly qualified, caring people who want the very best for every child. Our child care centers are especially popular with working parents. Enroll your child today. To learn more, visit catholiccharities.net slash child development or call 312-636-5398. That's 312-636-5398. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. Catholic Charities Veterans Employment Services help veterans find and maintain employment through job readiness training, resume writing assistance, mock interviews, and job placement counseling. We work with a wide array of employers and community partners to help veterans reach their career goals. We owe a debt of gratitude to all of our veterans for the sacrifices they made to serve our nation. It is our privilege now to assist them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Employment Program in Cook County, call 773-808-2954. In Lake County, call 847-782-4219. You can also learn more at catholiccharities.net. To all United States veterans, 
Thank you for your service. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and, and I'm joined today by Hector Rivera, who is Catholic Charity's Senior Department Director of the Youth Counseling Department. And also with us are, is Michelle, Michelle Lopez-Tinoco, who is a clinical manager in the Youth and Family Therapeutic Services Program. Um, and Michelle, before the break, we were talking a little bit about um, the evidence-based um, as assistance that you give individuals and youth. Can you share with us a little bit of or what are the first steps that you um, uh, deal with or, or what are the first steps that you use when you approach a new client? Yes, of course. Um, so like Hector mentioned, um, we um, usually schedule a client for an initial assessment. Uh, which means that in this um, during this process, uh, the clinician is gathering the client's background information to uh, learn a little bit about the, the client's uh, social, emotional, and envi environmental needs, as well as learn a little bit more about um, what the client is trying to uh, work on. So um, we oftentimes work from a strength-based uh, approach with a lot of our clients. And what that means is that um, we try to identify uh, what their current support networks are. And if they don't have um, a lot of support networks, then we this is also a good time in which we are able to connect the clients to uh, resources within in-house or out, outside of um, our Catholic Charities Agency. And we know what an especially difficult time the last year has been for families with children in, in elementary grade schools and, and high schools as well. Um, are there, is there any time where you're actually working with the, the, schools, uh, uh, the, the schools and the administrators and the counselors at schools when you're particularly concerned about a young adult? Um, yes, most definitely. Uh, we actually um, have a lot of partnerships with different local Catholic and even charter schools. Um, we have clinicians that um, have been able to keep in touch um, with the school through the pandemic. And even now, um, um, some of our clinicians go to the schools to be able to provide the services for a lot of the youth. Um, we also do a lot of consultations to ensure that if the child or youth are having uh, specific struggles that all interventions or all types of supports are set in all of the, their environments. Um, I think that has been very beneficial as a lot of the families find this very helpful. And for anybody listening who might have children who have been struggling with the vast amount of stress um, and uncertainty the pandemic has brought, can you share any common suggestions with our audience that you give to clients about, you know, healthy ways to deal with the stress that we're all living with? Yes. Um, during this time, we actually have been able to uh, include a lot, a lot more of the family system. So not only, you know, before we used to uh, only have maybe mom or dad or grandmother bring the child uh, to the appointments, but now uh, we have been able to include more than one member of the family. Uh, we have also been able to spend a lot of our resources and 
have like support groups for parents um, and provide them with skills that maybe they didn't have before, um, helping them um, build like some consistency and predictability um, is something that we have been doing a lot, uh, especially through the pandemic, uh, just to build some normalcy for everyone in the family. Um, I think that has been very helpful for a lot of our individual clients and our families um, while trying to understand uh, that uh, their children are sometimes struggling or experiencing stress and uh, providing the parents with with additional education on how they can support them. And how do you assist um, youth who may have maybe more than one uh, mental health concern? Is it that you're identifying uh, the most predominant one um, or, or how, how do you assess that and treat that? Um, yes, so we we do. So usually with clients, we are we involve everyone involved in the client's lives uh, to ensure that we are gathering as much information possible. Um, if there is uh, predominant symptoms that the client is experiencing, we will focus on targeting those first to get to make sure that the clients' well-being and safety uh, are prioritized overall. Uh, so that can range from basic needs such as ensuring that the client has clothing, food, um, access to shelter to ensuring that the client has at least one adult or at least one support network that they can either reach out. Um, so what we really try to do is be able to provide the client, youth or family with um, with some resources that they might not exist or maybe some resources that they have not been using within their environment. And Hector, can I ask, I, I'm assuming that most times clients are referred to uh, Catholic charities uh, just through family members um, who are concerned about them. But do you oftentimes get anonymous uh, referrals? And in, in those cases, you know, how do you reach out to someone, you know, who, per, per, uh, you know, could could use benefit from Catholic Charities uh, services, but may not may not know that others are concerned about them? How does that work? Um, I think the best way we approach it is by providing some kind of um, um, education around telehealth um, or around um, therapy services in general and just sort of just tell people that we are available whenever they are ready to take that step towards um, healing. And, and maybe that gentle invitation, they think about it for a while and then make a call or send an email themselves. Exactly, yes. And I know that uh, you also have a wonderful array of services at Catholic Charities to refer people to, you know, to uh, help your efforts in treating people. Can I ask both of you, like, what are the most common services that you use throughout the agency to assist in the treatment of clients? Um, Hector, maybe you first. Um, I would say, especially over the past year and a half because of, uh, of uh, COVID, is just basic needs, um, food, housing, um, employment. So definitely tapping into the other, the other services throughout Catholic Charities, both in Cook County and Lake County. And Michelle, would you add anything to that? Yes, actually, um, this year, um, due to the pandemic, we had a lot of families that had um, loved ones that they lost uh, due to COVID or um, other reasons. So um, 
our agency was able to provide them with bureau assistance, which was really helpful in helping lessen some of the burden and allow the clients to focus on their grieving. Uh, Hector, you mentioned telehealth uh, services, and we're going to take another break here on The Voice of Charity. But when we return, we'd be so grateful for you to expand on that and how that's been able to continue throughout the pandemic. Please stay tuned. We're headed to the fairways for a fun-filled round of golf supporting the work of Catholic Charities in Cook County. Join us on Monday, September 27th for Catholic Charities Monsignor Michael Bolin Golf Invitational at Butterfield County Club in Oak Brook. Golfers of all skill levels are welcome as we hit the links and raise vital funds so Catholic Charities can continue to accompany clients on their journey to greater self-sufficiency. Skill contests, fabulous prizes, and good company await all who attend this signature event. For registration and sponsorship opportunities, call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. Or visit catholiccharities.net. special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. back to the Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman and I'm so pleased today to be here with Hector Rivera, who is Catholic Charities Senior Department Director of the Youth Counseling Department. And he's also, also joining us is Michelle Lopez-Tinoco, who's a clinical manager in the Youth and Family Therapeutic Services Program. And before the break, Hector, you had mentioned a little bit about how when the pandemic started, you had to switch gears overnight to telehealth services. Can you share with us, how does that stand today? Uh, are you still doing telehealth or are you able to do some in-person sessions? 
So as of now, we're doing a combination of both um, in-person and uh, virtual. So, uh, you know, like you said, we in March of 2020, when the pandemic um, hit, within three days, our amazing staff moved completely to telehealth. Um, now that it is um, safer to start doing more in person, our staff are, are doing a combination, but it's based on client's voice. Um, some clients still want to do predominantly telehealth, some want to do in person, um, and that combination is actually working well because those who do want to do in person, maybe they can't make a session one day for whatever reason, but they can still have their session in uh, via telehealth. And that at least provides some continuity in their in their treatment. Um, so the fact that we have both options have made um, have reduced barriers to to accessing um, services. And can you describe uh, some individuals? Pardon me. Uh, can you describe some other ways that the pandemic has changed uh, how your department operates? Um, I would say one of the biggest things, uh, which our staff were really supportive with each other, was having to learn new skills. Um, because there clearly is a difference between um, using art or a board game in person with a, with a youth um, and then doing it over the computer. So um, I think that was the biggest thing is to learn new skills on how to engage clients and also how to help clients um, learn how to communicate this way. Because science shows us that our brains work very different in person and via um, a computer. So um, I, I think the other thing that staff had to do besides learning new skills for themselves is also to help um, clients learn new skills on how to maintain engagement via a computer. And uh, for Michelle, can you share with us what are some of the in-person games or, or tools that you use um, when people do want to do an in-person session, for, particularly for young, uh, young people? So we, um, a lot of our clinicians are certified in play therapy. Um, and we um, actually also um, include, play therapy is a big part of um, you, younger children's uh, treatment. So that ranges from um, having them uh, play in the sun train in which they're able to explore emotions, dynamics uh, that they might not be able to express with words. Uh, we also have, uh, we do a lot of uh, puppet and a lot of storytelling. Uh, so this also gives um, the client an opportunity to um, kind of be more, a little bit more open and comfortable with expressing some of the things that they might not be able to do with words or put together the, their thoughts um, in a way that um, it's more creative. Um, we also uh, use a lot of puzzles and um, we use uh, some board games that include um, life-related um, things that have to do with identifying emotions and just kind of giving them, giving them the opportunity to explore, um, like I said, some of these emotions that they have not been able to talk to somebody else about. 
It looks like you have a wonderful array of tools there to help people communicate in the way that is most comfortable for them. Um, in our brief time left, could I ask you each to maybe share a story or two about someone who's come, in, come to Catholic Charities for Assistance and found that help with us? Uh, Hector, may I start with you? <clears throat> oh, uh, sure. So I think um, one story is... Uh, I actually, I worked as a therapist for 17 years prior to being in this position. And I think one case that that uh, really stood out to me was of a youth who had been uh, sexually abused uh, multiple times. And over a course of several years, and unfortunately their, their caregiver was um, uh, basically sex trafficking them. And I started working with the youth uh, when they were very young. Um, and I worked with them for five years. And what was so um, great about the process was that I was able to see this youth transition from into, into adolescence and uh, handle those new developmental uh, tasks that adolescence brings. And it was really good to see how therapy had helped them um, take on those tasks, because especially around uh, sexual development and how because of that horrific uh, history of being sexual abu sexually abused, taking on those tasks were really difficult for them. Um, and they stumbled along the way, but they also made um, um, lots of uh, good choices. And what was great about it is that I had the privilege of being able to work with them for five years um, and offer that continuity, um, which I think is super important when it comes to uh, youth who have experienced trauma, because trauma doesn't go away and it will continue to impact them every time they hit a new developmental stage. So it's great that people can come back to us and we can offer that that consistency and continuity. I'm so sorry to say we're out of time. Uh, Jessica, can you, excuse me, Michelle, can you please share with us uh, the, the best uh, phone number for people to contact if they need help? Um, yes, so um, people can contact us at 312-655-5555. Um, Hector, can you help me with this? I sure. It's 312-655-7191 uh, is the youth counseling um, intake line, but you can also email gethelp at catholiccharities.net or call 312-948-6951 for confidential counseling. Wonderful. Again, thank you so much, Hector and Michelle, for being with us today. Uh, it's vital work that you do, and we're so grateful for your insights to help those in our audience. And we invite everyone again uh, back week for next week for another edition of The Voice of Charity. Have a great week from everyone at Catholic Charities.